had added this approach where he would try and introduce you to as many things as possible. Mm -hmm. So tennis was the one that stuck and it has become part of my identity, just playing tennis two and three times a week and I've done it for goodness knows how long. But it's good fun and that is, it's part of identity and that's what he's passed on to me, it's become part of my identity. This is sadness. This is love. This is fun. This is respect. This is adventure. This is kindness. This is identity. This is learning. This is family. This is hope. This is community. This is nostalgia. This is freedom. This is life. Um, so do you have like a question that you start with? Or Usually do you just I say, say, what did you bring? Okay. <laughs> Go. <laughs> and then I say, I'm alive. <laughs> so, yeah. so I brought my double buggy um, because I feel like it's always with me. <laughs> and um, when I think about my life in the East End, I think about my like hours that I spend walking around Full Cross with my double buggy on the school run and the nursery run. And then I think about like our buggy walks as well and how um, it's one of the really nice things that's come out of the pandemic is um, like having, when there's been no, none of the other like social spaces for mums and babies, but actually to have a wee like regular group of us checking in every week and um, I think that's been really good. But the other thing about the double buggy is I think it makes me quite noticeable and um, and then I think because I just walk the same paths like every day, it's like people know me now or they see me with my brood and even this morning a man was like, oh, you've got your own nursery then, which was new because people normally just say, oh, you've got your hands full and I don't mind people talking to me about, like, quite like people chatting. I don't like it if they say like, oh, you'll get your heart broken or whatever, but people say all sorts of things to me and I think it's part of like me walking, walking about with my double buggy. <laughs> <laughs> the other story I was thinking of as well is that, um, so this man that lives around the corner, I don't know his name, but he um, he obviously has seen us walking past so many times and um, he was like, um, he stopped me in his car one day and he was like, I've got some um, scooters and some bikes that my grandkids aren't using anymore. I'll just leave them in the front garden. You can have a look at them if you want them. But he's obviously just seen me walk past so many times and just thought, oh, maybe she'll want these, which I thought was really lovely. So that's me just walking about with my double buggy, making friends. <laughs> Getting free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's Wellshire Road. That's where the tennis course used to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think this is my brother and my father playing. Okay. I think it's me taking the video. And I would only have been 12, 11. 
And then it goes brighter, and that's where the little zoo is now. Oh. So it's where the swimming pool is, and that's yes. where the shop primary. Yes. That's and that's my dad playing tennis with my brother, I think, and I think it's me holding the camera. Mm. But you, you can take it away because I just edited, edited it out the original. Mm. You relied on public parks, certainly in the east end of Glasgow you did. Mm -hmm. um, after, I think after that time that was what got me really interested in tennis. Um, from there I joined Garrow Hill Tennis Club, which is now no longer. And then my dad became the president of Garrow Hill Tennis Club, but it was already dying on its feet, so it didn't last at all. There was very few members. When I was younger, about 12 or 13, I think I was the guy that brushed the courts, the brash courts, <laughs> and repaired the lines, which were plastic lines that were nailed down. So every year you had to go up and mark out the tennis court, perfect mm. marking square, and then put the the white lines, obviously I was too young at the time, I didn't do that, some adult would have done that. Mm -hmm. And then we all went down and hammered the nails into the lines and then brushed the courts. But every day the courts had to be brushed, so I had a little job of brushing the courts. It was a laugh, it was a laugh, it was great fun. It was an absolutely fabulous place. But it all started with my dad taking me and my brother to Toll Cross Park. And that was where it all started. It was great, I loved it. One of the best things... I think my dad ever done it, he didn't even realise he was doing it. It was just like, he introduced me and my brother to tennis and golf. I still play a little bit of golf, very badly may I say, but I still <laughs> play a little bit of golf. And I'm still playing tennis in the West End and I'm still playing in the, in the doubles leagues. So it's great fun, it's a great sport, but it's unfortunate because people think it's, think it's an elitist sport. It's not as elitist as golf, I don't think, um, but we certainly don't have a pathway into it anymore because the pathway years ago was the public parks and I've seen so many players who are in all the tennis clubs that have been around the west of Scotland and there are a small number of them. There are, it is a small number, but they all started in public parks and it's great. It's a great thing to get into. You meet so many different walks yeah. of life, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. You meet people from all walks of life, all around. I mean, it's a bit of a standing joke with me and Susan. If she says, oh, we're going to see so-and-so, and they live here, I say, what's the nearest tennis club? Because I know Glasgow <laughs> by tennis clubs. <laughs> so that's how I know my geography of Glasgow <laughs> in the west of Scotland through tennis clubs. <laughs> What we ask people to do is pick a word, emotion or theme. Identity. Ooh, it's nice. part of my identity, perfect. playing tennis. Oh, perfect. It's certainly something my dad passed on me, definitely. I think my dad had this approach where he would try and introduce you to as many things as possible. He loved photography. I think he introduced me and my brother to it. I wasn't that keen on it, um, and it, it was just the tennis that took off for me. He also took us to the the sort of public entry golf courses as well, like Letham Hill, and I still play golf, but I don't play golf with any of the same fervour as I do tennis. Mm -hmm. So tennis was the one that stuck, and it has become part of my identity, just playing tennis two and three times a week, and I've done it for goodness knows how long. <laughs> way, way, way too long. <laughs> but 
it's good fun and that is it's part of identity and that's what he's passed on to me it's become part of my identity mm -hmm. yeah so that's the that's the real story yeah as i say i don't know that he knew he was doing it his, his attitude was just open it up yeah, I mean, you'll know about that with your kids, you've got to introduce them to as many different walks of life, as many different things, and then you just never know, something will spark, and mm -hmm. away you go, yeah. and mm -hmm. they, they just pick it up and run with it. Yeah. And that was the same with me with tennis. Mm -hmm. So, I do have some holy water, which is in there all the time, actually, um, and I just think that is quite representative because... A lot of kids I know growing up in the East End in the 80s and 90s um, in Shettleson and all over the East End but it's a very kind of working class Catholic thing. Holy water will keep you safe, keep it on you, keep it by you. It's a very, um, it was just the done thing even now to this day um, my uncles and things will always have it in their car and so my mum God love her, she is quite a holy wee lady and she'll always say, take your holy water with you. But I do think it's a very, um, it is a very East End mm. thing. All the houses that we went to with the wee mammies and the wee grannies, they always had their wee old ladies with the holy water in them. Or even, my mum's even got a holy water like you would get when you went into a chapel to bless yourself in a house. Wow. So it's very... But to me, that's normal because yeah. I never knew any different for that. I've been mean, looking for 30 years to find a photograph of Annex Street, where we're going next. Yeah. And I mean, my brother's very good with technology and photography, etc. We couldn't find anything. <clears throat> About three years ago, my wife and I were in Tesco in Annex Street. She was at the opticians, and I was walking in the store, and I stopped at the book section. Why did I stop there? I don't know. I'm looking through. And I saw this book and it says Glasgow's East End through time. But that's interesting. That's Annex Street. Wow. 30 years I've been looking for this and I found it in Tesco, which was built on there. What kind of story is that? I know. So that's amazing. You can borrow this as well if you want. Yeah, I would like to. So it's, it's Glasgow's East End. So what it does, it shows you a photograph of then and now. And Annex Street's in it, but there's other, there's Shettleton and Tokyo, oh, etc. Really interesting. And did you get my photograph about the school bus strike? Uh huh. I mean, that's when this started. Yeah. So they closed the old St Paul's. Did, did you know where that was? No, I don't know where that was. Do you know where St Paul's Church is in Shettleton Road? Yes. Yeah. And the school next to it is oh, East Bank. Nice, yeah. That used to be St Paul's Catholic School, okay. where I went as a kid, okay. as a five year old. Okay. They closed that because it was landed, you know, it was falling down. And they built this. To, to take in Shettleton and Antoine Cross right. and because of the distance, I mean it's a hell of a distance for a five-year-old to walk mm. but the Glasgow Corporation refused to provide buses so our parents took us out on strike way back in 1962 or something like that and the photograph I sent you is the day they produced, the, the finally agreed to provide buses and that photograph, and I'm the kid right in the middle looking, I didn't know I was looking at a camera. I'm the kid looking at the camera, and that was the first day we got the buses because our parents took us out in sight to bring us here. And I think to this day they still come, my bus. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, which I don't know if you'd ever be able to access it, is when we arrived on the first day in the buses, we were told to, it's a massive big driveway down there, we were told to run down there with our hands in there, and the TV cameras were there. 
So it was on TV. Anyway, I'm boring you. No, so, it's great. So that, that's the sort of back story yeah. to it all. Um, no, and have you got into kind of looking into the history recently? Or? Well, yes and no. Um, I've been researching my family tree, so that sort of throws up things. But the Annex Street thing I've always known about. Annex Street used to be called Little Ireland because the majority of it was Catholic families. Um, the interesting thing about Annex Street, and if you look at it there, mm -hmm. um, so my, my, my house is about here, close to here, and the people we're meeting are two of us, well, maybe one, maybe two of my second cousins. And almost every close, I had an auntie, or they had an auntie. And the house I was brought up in there for the first few years of my life, when I traced back the family tree, it was in my mother's family since at least 1913, as I rented accom very poor accommodation. Rat infested rot accommodation, you know, really horrible. Outside toilets, you guys don't even know. <laughs> I tell my kids with an outside toilet and you what? <laughs> Part of, so, almost all of my family, in some shape or form, um, were brought up in this one building, you know? Um, and there was really... My father, fortunately, worked all his life, but there was really poor people there. I can all, I mean, you get various memories, and one thing I can never forget is, every Friday, my mother used to send me up to the first close to after a bunch of bananas. Because bananas, after the war, were very, very rare, but they were very good nutritional value. And these people were really so poor. These people have got a lot less than us, and we didn't have a lot, you know, just okay. take the bananas up, that's, you know, there's about half a dozen kids, etc, etc. It's a Brady family in the early years, so it goes through, it's not so much Shettleson based, but it goes through, that's our grandparents, that's the, my grandparents who lived in Annex Street, and we got their house, and then this is us growing up, we spent holidays in Girvan, Girvan Beach. Happy memories. Right. Class of three of us from the, the school photograph. So that's another one from the back court at Annex Street. Um, I think it's I think it's a different one that that you've got. Yeah. So basically, all cousins then all grown up together. Aye, well that's their second Harry's second cousin Drew, who's coming today, is my second cousin. That's my sister, my brother, and that's Drew's brother. Interesting story about my father. I don't know if you've heard of the British Olivetti. They made typewriters. Mm -hmm. We used to be in Queensland. Aha, uh -huh, yeah. Closed down many years ago. My father went from being the 18 year old tea boy to the works manager. Um, but there was an exhibition taking place in the Scottish History Museum in Edinburgh and it's uh, the relationship between Scotland and typewriters. And he's on a website where my brother had put loads of photographs and the story of the Olivetti on. So he's now doing this story about the typewriters in Scotland and there'll be a special section on my father. Oh, that'll be brilliant. Because he's got the photograph and the story of my father in his career through yeah. all of it, you know. Amazing. So this is just as time goes on, my parents getting older, and then... Oh, these are good. And that's the start of the grandchildren appearing on the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of it, as in, that's the grandchildren all grown up. Oh. And that was the first grandchild, who's oh. called... John Joseph Brady, my father's John Joseph Brady, and my brother you dealt with originally is John Joseph Brady. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. So. This is life.